You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Manga X Manga podcast. I am your host, Alari, and we are back with our second season, and it has been a while. Just want to thank you guys for continuing to listen, continuing to support. And yeah, so we got a really good episode for you today. I got a really special guest, uh, a good friend of mine. His name is Royal, and I'm going to have him come up with a... So this is kind of like a new thing I'm starting. Um, when we have a guest here, I've always used like a moniker for uh, like an anime manga slash name uh, just for the show. So I'm going to have my guest do it here. Uh, as I said, his name is Royal, though, um, but he will be going by. What will you be going by for the show today? I uh, can call me Rad. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. And so uh, I know you guys don't know, but I've been uh, I've been actually really uh, good friends uh, with Rad um, for quite a while now. It's been, what are you, three, four years? No, it's been going on like eight been years. longer than that, right? <laughs> Has it been eight years already? 2000, what? 2013. 2013. Wow. Either 2012. Has, well, 2013 is when I started like, getting on social media. So it doesn't feel it doesn't feel that long. I know. <laughs> it really doesn't it's, it's feel that long. It's been a minute. Yeah. It has been that long. It has. Yeah. So um royal is a comic uh he or not he's not a comic but you know a whole he makes comic. comics <laughs> <laughs> uh it's like i'm a business businessman mm. anyway uh jay-z line never mind so uh <laughs> uh he uh he makes comics uh writer illustrator illustrator uh, go getter <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So um, we we first met off of uh, Instagram, I believe, and right. I got into uh, one of the series that you were working on at the time. And this was just for college. Correct. Am I, am I incorrect in that? Or? Uh, so actually, that was predating, um, I think, the project that you're thinking of, because 2013, okay. I was like a junior in high school. So I was actually... Um, I think when we first like called called up each other, uh, I was doing a college preview at my college at the time. Okay, it was like, gotcha. basically like a, a three week uh, on campus stay for like high mm-hmm. schoolers to um, basically um, find their entrance or find their, um, I guess, head start into the course of the school. Um, mm-hmm. So actually at the time I was going into uh, animation. So I took uh, gotcha. animation classes and stuff. Uh, this was before I had made up my mind of like, am I going to be an illustrator? And comics was like in the the back of my mind, but like I always did mm-hmm. want to like tell stories. Um, but yeah, so like 23, pretty much when we kind of like kicked things off. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what made you like, so bouncing back and forth from kind of like the illustration and the, um, like being an actual illustrator for comics, Mm-hmm. um and doing like animation what kind of made you just like decide hey this is this is i think this is what i want to do going forward here Ooh, uh sh- should i start with my origin story <laughs> yeah we can start because <laughs> that's a lot of luggage to unpack um yeah so uh i guess first off i'll say uh hi my name is rad uh also royal um rad is just my initials so i just 
it, it was kind of a cool coincidence. So I kind of just went by that as my <laughs> moniker. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty cool to have yeah. those initials. Right. I think, um, my, I think my daughter's is lab. I don't know if that really works well. Lab. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if she comes a scientist. Yeah, there yeah, you go, yeah. Right there. Then, that's money right there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, born and raised in Michigan, uh, but currently living in Ohio, uh, which is mm-hmm. where my college was. Um, I'm an avid fan of music, history, culture, folklore, mythology, and tea. Uh, not a coffee drinker. I can't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I guess drawing wise, uh, I guess my art career as a whole, uh, I've been drawing since I was like four as much as I can mm-hmm. remember for my, what my parents tell me. Um, but art has always been like a part of like uh, my mom's side of the family. Um, okay. My aunt, she's an artist. My uncle, he was an architect at one point. My uncle, he was a painter or he is a painter, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. So that side has always like encouraged me uh, with pursuing the arts. Uh, on my dad's side, they're more of the uh, musical uh, uh I guess proficient, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I completely did not gain any of that. <laughs> but I did Nothing, gain the, the I did gain the uh, love and respect of music through them. So yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I think going off of uh, from I guess elementary school, I wasn't really drawing as much. But not until like middle school mm-hmm. is when I got my first manga, and I believe it was Death Note. And that was like well, a, that's a it's <laughs> a really dark one to start with. As a, it really in was. middle school. The thing is, it was the it was the art cover, the the cover of the okay. volume that like captured me. I was like, I need to read this, and I don't. Well, know it does really for. look interesting because, like, if if I remember that first cover, mm-hmm. you you really don't know what it's about, but there's like this this aura to it, just how realistic it looks. Um, yeah, with light yaga. Their, their characters the have that. Yeah, yeah. Their characters just have that that, that ambiance where it makes the story. Yeah, yeah. So I can yeah. understand seeing that artwork and being like, okay, I gotta read this. I don't even care what it's about. And it's it goes even further than that because okay, so I grew up religious in a religious household. Um, mm-hmm. so a lot of the things in my childhood I was not allowed to have, such as like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, the things yeah. that were I guess demonic inspired. But I would always gravitate towards that. So like Hellboy, Death Note, even like another manga called Nora, which I don't think anyone knows what that is. <laughs> it was a part of the... Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm not off of Nora. It was like off the Chronicles hand. of Devil Dumb or something. It, it was a, a short series. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't last long. But gotcha. uh, a lot of the series, I guess, that had something to do with religious concept uh, is what I okay. kind of gravitated towards um have, it's funny how that works <laughs> yeah so not to get off topic but have you read mm-hmm. their new uh work oh abada yeah uh platinum end no i have not I, i've been slacking on uh abada's <laughs> <laughs> library i did check out the recent uh death note one shot but yeah i do okay. need to like yeah. explore the one shot was cool that yeah. platinum end i think kind of that same aspect of it that mm-hmm. like stuff that you used to gravitate to yeah it, it has that it has that for sure okay yeah i will definitely be sure. on my list and we will get to my list <laughs> soon enough <laughs> um, certainly 
but uh, uh but yeah i'm i'm sorry i kind of got you off topic there but no um, no no i was the same way <laughs> that's what happens but um yeah so uh middle school uh was my debut in a manga but even before that it was like i guess anime wise mm-hmm. inuyasha was my first and i was around like maybe six seven definitely like first grade or second grade waking up at five or six in the morning and then turning on Cartoon Network, which at the time it was Adult Swim or Toonami turning off, uh, mm-hmm. Inuyasha would be coming on or like the last few minutes. And then the ending would come on. And that was like something that mm-hmm. I'd never heard of before, especially like a Japanese song. Um, yeah. So it was the first or second ending. The second ending, the one I remember the most uh, with like Sashomaru and everything uh, being emo. <laughs> but, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the Inuyasha music definitely like captured me and like the I guess the world of anime. Um, so I was like, I, I need to learn more about this. But I'm like, I have a bedtime, so I'm never going to be able to watch this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> over time, I did like um, when I would stay over at my great aunt's house, um, I would stay up late nights. Like this is mostly during the summer. Uh, Mm -hmm. I would like she would go to bed around like maybe eight or so so I would be like the night is mine I can watch whatever I want turns on Toonami or Adult Swim and that's it was off to the races with anime (laughs) yeah I think uh, I think when I like that same kind of uh, feel to it I had um, it was like Dragon Ball Z and then like Inuyasha used to come on like right after or something like that Mm -hmm. um and so I used to like be watching Dragon Ball Z and then Inuyasha would come on. And this is even before I knew it was anime. I didn't even know it was anime at the time when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like another cartoon. And I'm yeah. like, oh, these is just cool. Like <laughs> <laughs> this cartoon is just built different. <laughs> yeah, very, <laughs> very built different. Um, yeah, I recently heard. So uh, listening like to your uh, first episode, it was Naruto that kind of got you into into like anime, right? Yeah, this was after, um, so this was after like a while. I was actually grown at this time, basically. I was probably in my 20s. Wow. So this was after I had already, I probably, I've watched Dragon Ball. Uh, I, I don't think I've like watched it in full until like my adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, like just like every episode watching it in full. And I'm talking about Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z, like yeah. completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I was uh, I was working at Radio Shack. Like a, you, I told this story plenty of times, but I was working at Radio Shack, and um, this guy was like, "Hey, um, watching Naruto," and I was like, "What is? What the hell is that? <laughs> Never heard of it, right?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Well, oh, let me." So he went to one of the computers. He played me um, the first fight between Naruto and Sasuke, um, which is crazy. That that's like yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the gateway. That drug. was the first. <laughs> Yeah, that was the first scene he showed me. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, you got me. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how it happened. And then from there, I've just been watching, like, tons, reading tons. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's it was like the floodgates opened. That's crazy. I would say, <laughs> like, kids these days have it so easy now with anime compared oh my to God, like it's so accessible especially when i was growing up i know you were like, a little late into the game but still old enough to you know understand everything but i was like yeah like toonami was like showing reruns and reruns and reruns of episodes so like 
Yes, yeah, the it same episodes like, over and over. It's like, correct. Dude, <laughs> when did this even start like where's the first episode where's the second episode yeah like the access that they have now and i think that's kind of why it's kind of like blown up here in the last i would say what five six years um yeah. the way the anime community has just like grown mm-hmm. uh almost out of nowhere like now you have even like stars like megan the stallion and uh mm-hmm. a couple of football players that i've seen out there talking about you know their favorite animes and things like that so it's yeah. it's it's become this genre that's like way bigger than it used to be because before mm-hmm. it was like oh you watch anime okay it's a nerdy juggernaut <laughs> that's become mainstream yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um but yeah like i i think I only watched like the tuning exams growing up because I think that was like the most of the like episodes that they would air. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I'm actually rewatching Naruto from the beginning, like part one, and it's just hitting. Oh, please different. skip all the filler. Please oh, skip I all am. the filler. Oh, I am. <laughs> it 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 it's like I'm getting like like nostalgia from like episodes that like I hadn't seen in years, and that just right. like goes to the testament of like early Kishimoto and his writing. It's like. Oof. <laughs> it was it was really really different i hadn't really seen anything even probably in my 20s right i hadn't mm-hmm. seen anything n- nowhere near like like the story in naruto was the complexity uh, you know the despite themes. the yeah just the the different aspects of the story that he intertwined together and mm-hmm. and quickly and in, into yeah. the story like i know the anime drags a little bit but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but aside bit. from aside <laughs> from that um they they really portrayed a story in a good light and until the end when they just got like money hungry and the thing is too like about anime it's a long-running story it's like one continuous story where like western yeah. cartoons it's like uh, a self-contained episodic. story yeah yeah episodic yeah. so like just that entire shift of like understanding and trying to remember what happened in previous episodes and like mm-hmm. plot lines and everything that sets a lot for a kid to like grasp but like it's also really cool yeah um, yeah that i think i think if you like watch naruto back then and then watch it now mm-hmm. there are a lot of nuances that you can receive from it that you wouldn't get a- as a kid like the notion um, of foreshadowing like that's nothing yeah. that's nothing like ever like talked about or present in like western media well, Western mm-hmm. cartoons a lot in the beginning. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's crazy. <laughs> and I love yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of what what I gravitated to in, in that aspect. And so as as an, you know, as a young artist and as a kid, when you're mm-hmm. seeing these stories, does is that kind of what propels you? Do you have like a, a certain series that was just like really, really influential to making you want to tell these stories or tell stories in general uh off the top of my head i would definitely say in the format of death note like as a manga um Mm -hmm. that since i didn't grow up reading like american comics like i have like one spider-man comic and that's pretty much it i didn't grow up with superhero comics whatsoever marvel dc (laughs) didn't know anything out my my knowledge was just from the cartoons like the Mm spider-man cartoons from the 90s uh, x-men cartoons things of that nature but uh so manga which was are still really... really great by the way yeah 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 definitely <laughs> definitely i'm not downplaying <laughs> maybe it get convoluted sometimes here and there but yeah a bit uh those self-contained stories are really nice 
Um, but yeah, manga was mainly my, uh, my entrance into storytelling from, a, a, a I guess, a paperback format. Mm -hmm. um, so, and also it being black and white, you could really like take in a lot of like different styles and detail where like the, yeah. the color isn't like getting in the way of the actual line art. Certainly. Um, so like learning about grayscale and like screen tones and just like the manga industry as a whole, like what back in middle school. So like uh, 2010 ish. Um, I don't know actually before that it was like 20. Yeah. 2009, 2010. Um, it was very foreign I guess to Western, uh, like the Western side of the internet, because there wasn't mm -hmm. a lot of like in-depth like interviews or like videos or documentaries about the manga industry, uh, right. even the anime industry at the time. Um, there may be some like here and there from like uh, like uh, theatrical movies, like the production mm -hmm. behind, like the studio uh, Ghibli. Um, I know I've seen a couple of their documentaries from like I think from Spirited Away or. Um, from their other works but yeah back then as a kid I, I had no idea of how to even research <laughs> uh, getting into this like industry um, until I was learning like okay so being a mangaka you're a Japanese illustrator uh, comic artist um, is that uh, an avenue for like international artists to get into and at the time it was like barely none <laughs> next to none right um, yeah but nowadays you have like um, uh, anime studios popping up by owned by uh, uh, black creators. Um, yeah. So it, it's crazy, like in the span of like maybe what, 10 years. That. Yeah, I would say about 10 years, like nine, 10 years. This it, it, it really has grown. I've seen a lot of um, uh, one of my uh, favorite uh like stories from like a non uh japanese person which is mm -hmm. considered I, I, I mean i would consider this a, a manga it's manga-esque mm -hmm. uh, although it does read left to right um uh -huh. it's from white manga um oh yeah white manga yeah the apple black yeah so i i've i don't know if you've checked out any of his like work in general like from oh, the actual I've been story yeah i've been following him for years like since i got on social media i believe yeah um, and so he has uh i think two uh volumes out right now of apple yep. black uh, i've read both really really good really mm -hmm. really good work really good story great characters so yeah it's and they i think they have their own like almost like shonen jump s type thing going on with like saturday a.m saturday, yeah, saturday p.m yeah i was actually interviewed yeah, so, by them <laughs> yeah yeah so um, uh, it, it has really really grown in that aspect yeah um i i think his name was Odu i cannot pronounce his name i don't want to butcher it but uh yeah. mangas, <laughs> my, my manga's work is really solid uh he's definitely yeah. like one like the key i guess inspirations like social media wise of getting into uh and seeing firsthand uh that like non-japanese creators can create manga inspired works um and be successful at it exactly like, right like yeah <laughs> it, it, it's tears to it and he's definitely like excelling um and like i guess breaking the mode or breaking the ground <laughs> yeah um, yeah and opening it for other creators as well uh through the magazine 
Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's I thought that was like a really interesting thing to do where they have these artists from like all over the world that they put into a magazine and yeah. they can just tell their stories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh I don't even think I even said what series even really inspired me to <laughs> I think we just went on a whole another tangent. Oh tangent, um, right? Um I mean, do you have like a specific series like like that? I think at the time, like middle school wise it was death note mm-hmm. soul eater bleach and i guess naruto yeah naruto i, get, I gotta yeah. round it off um <laughs> those were the what was it four the four pillars of <laughs> what inspired yeah me yeah time. essentially um so uh like that would go into like me drawing like fan art or like even creating my own like uh in-world ocs and their their specific mm-hmm. stories and stuff and then like trying to make my own story in the same like similar like I guess vein or concept but then I would realize like no I need to be more original I need to like you know come up with a like it's already out there why would I make something that's already out there so right um it wouldn't be until like high school that would start to look more uh outward at like I guess becoming an illustrator um professionally um so i would do like small commissions here and there but it wasn't like character commissions it was like um like portrait paintings and stuff the actual like the artist's commissions <laughs> or wasn't yeah taken over by anime at the time um because i wasn't on deviantart i didn't grow up on deviantart i was i grew up on a isolated side of the internet which is very wild <laughs> um to look back on but uh yeah so I I still have my sketchbooks like to this day of my middle school like characters. Oh, that's which will that's not nice. see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee. Well, you that. could always redo them. You remember that wasn't they oh, doing yeah. a thing like on um on Instagram like a couple of years ago? It's like 10, uh, 2010, 2020 or oh yeah, like character I mean, yeah. from back then. You just redraw it. If I were to do that challenge, that could be an entire art book in and of itself. <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were just talking about the uh, the uh, series that kind of um, inspired you. And oh, yeah. then, um what led you to uh, just K-Mount stories. picking an illustrator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Obata's work with Death Note. Um, it was Kishimoto with Naruto, uh, and Okubo with, uh, Soul Eater, which now he's, uh, doing his final work, Fire Force, which is really fire, (laughs) uh, all puns intended. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like it, high school was just like, I guess, uh, an experimental zone for me because I, I was actually taking art classes at the time, which is my first time taking uh, actual art classes um mm-hmm. so i i took up a, a, a plethora of like uh it was like character illustration it was fashion illustration auto design 3d illustration he like my art teacher shout out to darren cyphus uh <laughs> he <laughs> he he had he had it locked down with like a lot of different uh like classes for uh for us to take and I, I feel like I kind of became the teacher's pet at that point because I was basically like, like coming in, sitting at his desk and then like at the side of his desk and then just like chatting with him about comics. 
like he he didn't read like manga or anything it was more so uh like uh american comics or i think okay. some european comics like black set um but yeah so like he was my gateway into learning more about american comics so it's funny how that was working out <laughs> me getting like yeah. both uh worlds like put together um and like influencing me on like my style at the time because mm-hmm. um i don't even remember what my style was during high school but it was, it was definitely like a lot of experimentation like week to week or even month to month i was having like different styles coming out um but yeah so upon like graduating or i guess in between uh graduating high school and going into college that's when i met you um and you hit me up on Instagram. I think it was about you were saying you had a story you were working on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and was it lyrics song at the time, or was it, it at the time? Yeah, it was okay. lyric song at the time. Yeah, that's a flashback in and of itself. That's a that whole is. another story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we'll touch back on that. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so upon graduating high school, I, I went to Columbus College of Art and Design uh, for four years from 20, fall of 2015 to graduating in 2019. Um, I went into the illustration major, um, but I did end up taking one animation class just to make sure I was like, okay, is this really, uh, did I really want to like change my path now? Or and right. set, set in stone of being an illustrator because at that point I still wasn't wanting to be like a comic artist per se uh, I definitely mm-hmm. just wanted to create characters be a character designer in the industry um, whether that was for uh, tv animation video games etc um, mm-hmm. so character design was made the forefront of my illustrator um, career uh, and that would kind of bite me in the back because I kind of neglected learning about drawing environments <laughs> for years and years I was like okay this year I'm gonna I'm gonna actually like learn and expand and you know understand color theory and stuff like no I'm just gonna focus on character design I can do this right now um, <laughs> but luckily CCD allowed me to uh, explore a lot of different aspects and avenues of uh, the illustration medium um, mm-hmm. so like with fine arts painting uh, figure drawing and stuff um i was able to have like a roundabout way of like even environments like here and there here and there with like perspective oh mm-hmm. did i have perspective classes I, <laughs> at one semester i had at least about three or four like perspective classes at once and it was in different like like avenues or, or like levels of perspective so i i'm pretty grateful for that um, and then going from there, uh, I would say about junior year of uh, college, um, I started looking into taking comic classes. Mm-hmm. And uh, my teacher, who was the head of the illustration department, that like was she? No, she was just a teacher at the time. Um, Laura McCoven, she kind of. She was the, I guess, the progenitor of my uh, comic career uh, because I I basically, like, had no sales. Like, I was always still, like, it feels like, am I going to just stay in illustration or am I going to try a uh, comic, uh, being, becoming a comic artist? So, like, 
I signed up for her spitball class and spitball is basically um, it's, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a, what was it? I was trying to find the right way to say it without (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's a security class. So basically um, there's 10 students um, and then they're paired with 10 writers in the actual comic industry. Okay. You basically work together to create, uh, uh, or actually they uh, send you a five page script and you illustrate that script. Um, and then it gets compiled into a volume uh, for the school to sell. Um, mm-hmm. So it's basically like uh, a, a relationship built between CCAD and the comic industry. Um, you know what? I do remember you telling me about this. Mm-hmm. Not to cut you off, but I do remember you saying that you got paired with a writer mm-hmm. um and you Actually, were took like, it twice. illustrating the story yeah yeah so i took uh spitball twice you're only allowed to take it twice um so i took it my uh my junior year and then my senior year mm-hmm. i can't remember which semester so i think it was the f- yeah no actually it was sophomore so my second sophomore uh year and then my f- second um um junior year um so I was paired with Amy Chu and she's written uh, for DC Comics. She did a Poison yeah. uh, Ivy run and then uh, also Kiss Comics. She was a writer for that, like the rock band. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the second time around, I was actually paired with uh, G. Willow Wilson, um, who uh, wrote for Marvel. And she actually uh, was a writer for the Miss Marvel series uh okay with, uh yeah so with Kamala now, i'm Khan. familiar with amy chu um uh-huh. just you know I, I think pretty much anyone who's read comics is familiar with amy chu but mm-hmm. um <laughs> I, i'm i'm not familiar with uh i'm sorry what was her name oh g willow wilson okay yeah yeah um so yeah uh it was very cool working with both of them um their scripts definitely uh, provide me a lot of different like uh, avenues of like um i guess things to draw <laughs> uh which <laughs> going back to my years of neglecting uh backgrounds and environments uh comics is a great way <laughs> this is my this is my spon- <laughs> this is my advertisement for comics comics is a great way to teach you how to lay out um thumbnail uh ink color uh and basically just like understand how a story comes together Mm -hmm. (laughs) from beginning to end um so both of those uh projects actually got me uh i would say won me over with becoming a, a comic artist and uh actually having connections on social media with other uh comic artists and writers in the industry and actually meeting them at conventions because basically um spitball allowed us to actually uh go to conventions such as heroes con uh small press expo um and some other uh conventions that were kind of close to us wasn't like we weren't going to like san diego comic-con that was like that was too far and also too much money (laughs) (laughs) to house like 10 kids in a hotel right (laughs) um but um I was actually able to like even like sell my own like artwork at art like uh, in the artist alley. Um, so 
that was like a really cool like networking experience yeah um, being able to meet peers who I only knew from a profile pic and like a couple tweets and now like getting to actually like speak to them and then like actually like live through I guess my inspirations growing up um it was like a really really good experience I would say um the thing the whole I guess misconception about art school is that it it you can basically uh only get what you put into it Mm -hmm. and I I can say that I put a lot into it and I got a lot out of it uh, we're not going to talk about loans, <laughs> uh, but um, I would say the experience definitely worthwhile and definitely changed, uh, I guess, maybe the person who I am today, I would say. Yeah. Well, um, I, I mean, just hearing a lot of that is just really uh, amazing just to see, like, a lot of what these programs can kind of do and how they can kind of steer you. So, I mean, that's just one of those things in itself where it's like you find something that you want to do. Maybe you're mm-hmm. not really too sure you want to do it, but then you meet some people, you experience some things. And then it's like, yeah, this is absolutely this is it for me. This is right? it. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, let's uh, we've kind of got I think everybody kind of got a good feel for for knowing you. Uh, we, sh- we want to get into uh, kind of what you're working on now um yeah. with uh die hippie die die hippie die <laughs> <laughs> that is a, so, that is a title that will never get old <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun to say and it has a really yeah. uh it has i think the dhd like the initials is really catchy yeah and i, I think that's one of the, like the hard things about like comics and mangas like naming right like yeah names of characters names of places everything needs a name <laughs> mm-hmm. like you have titles like full metal alchemist which is like uh straight to the point you have a full metal alchemist and then you yeah. have uh uh stories like the time i got reincarnated as a slime and you have to say that oh, every single isekais. time <laughs> isekais isekai titles are a whole yeah. different breed <laughs> But, they're, uh, they're like just flat out yeah this is what the story is about title yeah <laughs> title <laughs> you right exactly i would love a manga just called title oh That'd be amazing. that would be interesting <laughs> if it hasn't been done yet Cross who, knows? who knows i mean there's <laughs> there's so much stuff out there i find something like new like every day mm-hmm. like okay what is this but no so um back to uh die hippie die so what what inspired you to kind of create this story and give us a little bit about uh give us a little bit of what the story is about okay um so i would say uh die is actually my second round uh to making a comic i would say mm-hmm. my first round was actually my first web comic uh back in december of 2015 uh which is actually uh, at the end of my first semester at ccd um so i had pondered over the story a little bit like a year prior to like 2014 Mm -hmm. um it was called cloud jumpers and i remember cloud jumpers cloud jumpers uh the the forefront of the themes of the story was basically about a a single father raising a daughter in Mm -hmm. a very dangerous and hectic world um 
and I was going to take uh, a lot of like, I guess, cues from a lot of the inspirations uh, that I, I guess led me to that point, whether it would be manga, um, movies, TVs, uh, animation, uh, things of that nature. Um, but I really want it to be a, a, a story centered on parenting, which is weird coming from a person who is neither a parent nor at the time <laughs> old enough to be a parent. <laughs> but um, it was more so just like I wanted to explore different uh, levels and different types of parenting um, across experiences that I grew up with and uh, mm-hmm. with friends that I've seen or parents that they have and stuff. Um, so it did not last long. <laughs> I got about, I believe, three chapters in. And this was actually being hosted on uh, the webcomic website of, uh, to, to, at the time it was called Topastic. Now it's called Tapas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, at the time, I was very like inspired and enthusiastic about like getting this series like going. And um, I would like release like character, like profiles and stuff on social media uh, promo art and stuff it was a lot that I like released which I probably shouldn't have I probably could have held off a lot of the content that I released at the time because <laughs> like no one was gonna understand who these characters were by the time I was like actually starting it but um, mm-hmm. um I would say uh getting like the the second chapter in I was kind of at a point I was like maybe I didn't think this story through too much because I kind of had the the very loose outline of the story mm-hmm. laid out, but I didn't have the specifics of like like chapter to chapter, issue to issue, arc to arc kind of a, a format that I I now understand with Die, Hebe, Die. So basically it was the groundworks and like it, it was the, I don't want to say the scapegoat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was... It was basically it was like the, the trial and error, the trial and error, the test definitely. run. Yes, the test run, uh, the precursor to die, he be die, and what would it become? Um, but so after, like, I kind of like placed Cloud Jumpers on hiatus after I wasn't really feeling personally um, confident in my uh, storytelling capabilities at the time, and mm-hmm. this is of course before I was taking my comic classes and having proper. Um, I guess training air quotes <laughs> uh, into <laughs> making a comic. Um, I mean, it was a good, I guess, test run because the words that basically inspired me to start that comic was basically Charlotte Buff's just do it. <laughs> right. It was just like those simple three words. I was like, okay, if I don't do it, then it'll never get done. Or if I don't start test something in general that I'll never know, like, uh, the bad things to not do the do's right. and don'ts basically um so i'm very grateful for for cloud jumpers at the time uh, i know there were some uh, a small small very microscopic group of fans <laughs> that were uh, <laughs> that were following the story um for what it was and i think to this day there are probably still people out there that still wonder where cloud jumpers went <laughs> um one day, who knows? Maybe I'll I'll refashion it into something Circle else. Circle back. Yeah, um, but now it's it's just die, he be die, and I guess getting into that, 
um, it was February 7th, 2018, is when I wanted to test a new style. Well, I was already in the process of testing a new style for my work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to choose some simple colors that uh, weren't too strenuous in uh, it wasn't even supposed to be like a, a big thing at the time. It was just going to be like a, a character design project. Cause I was like in my junior year of college at the time when I was making uh dive die. Um, and it started with TV. Uh, it was this redheaded girl with a, a crop jacket, yellow. It was a y- black and yellow striped crop jacket hoodie. I don't know what it was <laughs> at the time. <laughs> it was something, it was something I saw on Pinterest. It was like a girl wearing like a cropped hoodie. It was like cut at like the waist. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And it was like black tights or black leggings. Um, and I just put her in some blue sneakers. Um, so like it was the the primary color, the trifecta of the red, yellow, and blue, which is mm-hmm. already like a pretty strong, I guess, basis for iconic uh, characters such as like you have Naruto. He has yellow hair. He has an orange jumpsuit and blue accents. You have Goku who has who can go Super Saiyan with yellow hair orange jumpsuit blue accents <laughs> it, <laughs> it, so it's a familiar I, tone yeah it's a familiar tone you have luffy with uh black hair but he also has the the red vest with the yellow sash and blue shorts it's it's the mm-hmm. primary trifecta it's right. you know, something that i kind of want to like touch on a little bit in test um so he be i i put her out there in the world and i kind of gave like a brief mini i guess synopsis of like uh, it was like some characters in the background. It was like six characters, mm-hmm. and they're I guess gonna be like the antagonists of her story. Like, uh, she was like gonna basically have to like it was basically almost like a pseudo kill bill kind of a thing. Like tra- track mm-hmm. them down and and like face them, fight them, whatever. Like a beat them up story, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Um. Who doesn't like those? Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then after that, I just started making more and more characters in her world i don't know why because it wasn't supposed to be a comic at the time i was just like i love the color palette so much of the 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 yellow the blue the red um and then black it was like a very like i guess controlled palette that you could pretty much Mm -hmm. do anything with it um so i guess by the time i made like maybe 20 characters (laughs) I was like, <laughs> and I actually started getting a following of like uh, people liking these characters without even knowing about like the story. They actually wanted to learn about the story, which I hadn't even put like a second thought into it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like giving, cause actually at the time my, my senior thesis was coming up and I was like, okay, should I do something with die be die which since i already have like a mini following of or interest i should say and make like a little like prologue or like one shots like comic um because the requirement for um our senior thesis is either making uh, a series of four illustrations which are like uh quite sizable um i think that's for like uh for traditional illustrations uh i wasn't too familiar with what we were supposed to do for digital illustration work but uh in terms of comics we had to do at least 16 pages um for our thesis 
And at the time I was basically going to do a mini, I guess, uh, I guess one shot of for Die, mm-hmm. Die just a little bit about her background, her story. And that turned into a basically a Kickstarter project. Uh, this is before I even like talk about what the story is, because there is a lot of things that uh, now <laughs> <laughs> is not what it was back then. So I'll, I'll explain what the story is in a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, no problem. But uh, so um, building up to the, the I guess, uh, thesis, I decided maybe I want to make it into a Kickstarter where I can actually make uh, more pages for it. So the initial thought was going to be like 48 pages. Uh, which is uh, the biggest tat 16 pages is already the, the most pages I would ever do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think at, at one with one project. Um, Cause before then the spitball comics, they were only five pages each. Um, so this was like double and then some actually triple. Right. <laughs> um, so also having being like on Kickstarter for the first time, I was like, I was watching like some of my mutual friends, like having their Kickstarters and stuff and like learning from them uh, what I could do with it uh, under a, like a crowdfunding source. And I was already familiar with Patreon because um, I had a Patreon at the time uh, doing uh, posting content here and there. Um, so I was familiar with the crowdfunding, uh, uh, I guess, marketing uh, yeah. aspect. Um, so I said, Hey, why not? Let's, let's do a Kickstarter. Let's see what happens. If it gets funded, it gets funded. If it doesn't guess I just become an illustrator. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> comics weren't for me. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, Kickstarter, I started launched in March of 2019. No, was it? Yes. 2019 it was just the, my last semester of, uh, of college as a senior, um, and it got funded. Um, I was very surprised. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, so this is actually happening. <laughs> oh, I got to actually uh, do this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the initial story at the time, uh, I decided I wanted to take it into the approach of a, a feral child uh being raised in the jungle and then growing up to one day leaves that jungle and also enter the concrete jungle of the outside world where basically that would be the fighting world uh Mm -hmm. that she would learn to like you know uh develop in so that was like the initial like basis it was basically like a a world of street fighters basically (laughs) um (laughs) but i i grew up not even like playing street fighters whatsoever because i'm terrible <laughs> at fighting games i will admit that <laughs> i i will button mash to all heck but it, <laughs> it will never mesh with me <laughs> but i will appreciate the genre and the character designs and things of that nature um but so hebe's story um was a lot and also uh, very little at the time um a lot in the sense of the world uh where i basically did not spend too much time thinking about the the outside world um and i was like uh how am i gonna like come like i guess fit her like 
like her childhood story and then also propel her into the outside world in like the span of 48 pages that mm-hmm. just seemed like a pacing nightmare <laughs> um so basically what i would do over the course of um the kickstarter run post kickstarter and then uh now is basically uh take a step back and basically focus on her time living in the jungle and being raised in this jungle world um and then this is where Dahibidai is now. So like everything that I had like released content wise of the characters uh, for the past like two years since 2018 are kind of like non-existent in the current, <laughs> I guess, in the current version of Dahibidai, uh, which is just cr- it's, it's something that from a creator standpoint that like I was never too I'm never married to a. Uh, uh, an idea or a, a hard uh, concept for a story like if something mm-hmm. doesn't work out then I will let it go or I will shelve it for a later time or for another series whatsoever so I think that's good though it is you don't want to force like you don't want to force the story to go like where you want it to go mm-hmm. uh, so I think I think not being married um, to that initial idea and being able to develop it and knowing when, hey, this this works and this doesn't work, that's a that's a talent in itself. Yeah, uh, which is something that I had to learn by myself, which is even crazier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I did have like a lot of like uh, feedback here and there from friends, um, mm-hmm. and I would like spitball them ideas and was like, look, this I did this or that and stuff, and like, and then I would like second guess it or double think it and triple think it. I was like, nah maybe I shouldn't do that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that's the fun process of, um, of uh, just create telling a story. It's the trial Mm -hmm. and error. It's the, it's the cutting room floor. It's, it's the, it's the cooking process really. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah. So I would say right now, Die, Hebe Die is an uncanny story about the journey of, a, of rearing a child in a world that will both naturally and savagely consume them, but only if they are not taught to survive. And that, I know that's a lot of what I just said, mm-hmm. but it, it also, um, that could be applied to a lot of different things, even in our own world, uh, where the role of a parent is to train up a child to prepare them for the world that they are living in. And you can take that to a, a, a nonfiction story. You can take that to a fictional story, a fantasy world. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so basically, um, I'm focusing on Hebe's journey, her primordial journey, um, basically being raised by people that are not of her kind and being, I guess, learning to try and be accepted uh, by that kind, as well as learning from them. And being uh becoming, I guess, one one part of them in a way, <laughs> becoming mm. like finding your found family in a sense. Um, because I guess going back to like the initial like I guess inspiration of like Naruto, where he was like outcasted for something that was inside of him, and they kind of mm. only reflected or or focused on what was inside of him instead of the outward uh of naruto where he actually looked like them he was a human (laughs) right this kind of is like the inverse so like 
Hebe is like, doesn't look like them. So she's automatically viewed upon as like, just this outsider. Mm-hmm. And she kind of has to like, le- like, while being like raised by them, she also has to learn and they also have to learn how to accept each other. So it's going to be a very, I guess, it's going to be a back and forth emotional, I guess, I guess, roller coaster. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And even, even, even before you just uh, brought up Naruto, I was getting that, that sense of belonging mm-hmm. um, that, that, you know, that people kind of yearn for just even in our everyday world. Mm-hmm. Like, where do I belong? Where do I fit in? Is, you know, that, that exactly. kind of aspect, I think that draws people into stories as well, just because it's such a relatable feeling. Exactly. Um, and even then it's like, um, like even stories of like having diaspora um, and like growing up in a country that is not your own or being around mm-hmm. in a community that is not your own, but also learning from that community and culture, language uh, and, and traditional ways. It's like, that's a, that's a journey in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely like my, my core concept for the story going forward. And I don't want to release too much because yeah, there's a lot uh, of surprises. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I won't pry too much. Uh, you know, we could discuss later. But uh... yeah. yeah, I wish I like was able to like send you like an early copy. Just like you could sort of have like something in the back of your mind of like as I'm telling it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. But um, but I, I'm I'm excited to share. It's been a long time coming. I. It's been like, I guess, three years in the making, like February 8th or 7th marked the third anniversary of me, like creating Hebe, the story. So it's crazy. Oh, she's how three years old now. Three years old. They grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I'm really excited. I know um, I can't wait to get the copy that I purchased off the mm-hmm. uh, Kickstarter. So yeah, um, I know when those goes out, uh, will those go out? Um I will probably have you come back (laughs) once, once, uh, once they're out and, you know, we can discuss the story a little bit deeper um, because I know um, I believe in, in your stories and I believe in your talent and I want, I want other people to be able to uh, at least share in um, some Mm -hmm. of these experiences that you'll be, you know, giving us with these stories. So yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I kind of created this kind of podcast, this platform is so that we are able to tell our stories. Those who are, um, you know, making uh, comics or telling stories or have something to say um, that don't always get the attention that they need. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love this. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm glad you had the time to come on. Uh, before we go, I do want to talk some more about uh, anime and manga that are like ongoing now. Yeah. So, uh, I, what 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 are you what do you currently read? Like week to week, <laughs> month to month. What 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 is in your your reading log? Uh, current manga wise, um, that I'm caught up to date with, um, One Piece, um, Doctor Stone. Uh, Fire Force, Attack on Titan, uh, My Hero Academia, as well as the Vigilantes uh, prequel. Um, I'm not caught up on Vigilantes. Definitely dope. It's it's a, it's a nice supplementary read. Um, yeah. 
uh one punch man uh mm. chainsaw man kaiju number eight spy x family uh i'm a little i'm a few chapters behind phantom seer but i'm liking what i'm seeing um uh sakamoto days and boruto huh so a lot of so. which i i read here uh-huh. uh so i uh jujitsu kaisen has been one of those stories that like when it came out i kind of like started and got caught up and mm-hmm. like before the anime and everything came out so I, I'm, I'm only I'm anime only so no spoilers <laughs> no no spoilers no spoilers uh kaiju number eight i, I mm-hmm. i'm liking the story so far uh, mm-hmm. love where it's going phantom seer is one of those newer ones that i'm i'm caught up on and mm-hmm. am really enjoying as well i, I like the uh, main character uh, yeah. Yori, i believe is his name yeah Yori. yeah uh, so I, I like him just because he's so cynical yeah it, it's i love it, that type of personality and character <laughs> yes because it's so like i don't even want to do this like <laughs> yeah he's basically just well, like he's like i would akin him to like shikamaru and bakugo in one yeah yeah he's like annoyed all the time and doesn't want to do anything <laughs> and, but just op <laughs> you exactly any uh he he does have that it's like that two-sided thing too he's like he's not like a one-sided character where this is yeah. his only character trait so it makes it it makes it more believable uh for him as a character at least writing wise exactly uh, I, I think it was it was done really well um i just got caught up on um at the time i got reincarnated into a slime i haven't started season and two yet but i loved season one so i just got caught up on the manga oh um, no spoilers <laughs> okay. obviously no spoilers but um this uh where the season two is going is uh way further than i thought it would it's a lot darker than probably the, the first half really um yeah it gets a, it gets a little darker than the than the first half and you get to learn uh, some more about like uh, the demon lords that are, excuse me, the demon lords that are in the um, series. Okay. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, that's it ended like on one of those uh, hateful cliffhangers where it's like, uh, I got to wait another month. So <laughs> oh, it comes out monthly. <laughs> it comes out monthly, yeah, because okay. the, um, the 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 I believe the light novel is really really like way farther. Okay, yeah, and, I didn't even know like the, the, the still then, going on. Yeah, then the manga, uh, it may be finished. I'm not sure if the light because I'm not too familiar with the light novel, but okay. Um, I do believe that the light novel is still ongoing. If I'm not mistaken, I think it is. Okay, uh, I don't think the series is like ended yet. Um, I also got into um Moshiku Tensei, um, Jobless Reincarnation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I heard um, about that one. It's really, really good. I probably read the first sixty-eight chapters in two days. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. so it's like one of it's like it's like one of those. I, I think I I when I when I started reading Soto Eleven, I did like the whole first hundred and one chapters in like one day. So leveling. It was, it was oh, like ridiculous. <laughs> That's a it whole like other conversation. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, I got into um, those two and it was something else I started reading too. But um, as far as uh, anime right now, I, th- I think my favorite anime right now is ReZero. 
Okay. I haven't that is I probably I've only seen a couple episodes of ReZero. I gotta get back into it. Because uh, I've heard mixed things, the, but I've heard mostly good things. Yeah. I I don't know if um the the only thing is probably like the first season starts off a little slow because he's mm-hmm. like you know, he's just like dying Still, and coming back to life. It's yeah. like Groundhog's Day, right? It's, yeah. it's like in a Sekai yeah. Groundhog's Day. Like yeah. he's just doing the same thing over and over. So I can see how he's learning the rules. That of the could world. be like, yeah, I could see how that could be a little annoying in the beginning for yeah. some people. You know, they you want to get right to the action sometimes. Yeah. Um, but the way the series has gone so far, um, just like where it's at in the in the anime right now we've gotten to see so much of the world and gotten so much like backstory um, on Amelia and in, in this part. Okay. So I think that makes her like where everyone hated her in that first like season, two seasons and everyone loved Rem. Uh-huh. I think like, I have no idea who you're talking she's... about. So <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm you don't saying, know yeah. Rem yet. Uh-huh. If you, yeah. if you've only seen the first, the first part, but um. Uh, if you if you've seen a couple of episodes, then you know the the silver haired elf girl. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Amelia. So that's Amelia. Okay, Amelia. Uh, she's like the m- main, you know, waifu of the series. Okay. And uh, and Rem is like the blue haired maid. Yes. Everyone knows okay. Rem. I mean, even if you don't know the story, you've seen. I've seen pictures. Pictures. Yeah. You've seen the pictures. I've, of her, I've right? seen so. everything about. <laughs> It's unescapable. There is there is a lot. There's a lot out there. There's a lot yeah. out there. Uh, so yeah, that that's probably my favorite like ongoing anime series. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a, an anime series that is like either ongoing or maybe just ended, but something newer um, that you would say is probably your favorite right now? Oof. Um, I would say it's a. Mm. Okay, so in terms of shonen, I would say Jujutsu Kaisen was a surprise for me because that okay. was kind of like um, I wasn't like uh, standoffish about it. I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. Um, but I knew I wasn't gonna like read the manga. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know because I've already seen so many like anime where I'm already caught up in a manga, so I wanted a series where I could actually look forward to week to week and not you to know. be surprised yes yeah. be surprised yeah. and not know what's coming um attack on Re-Zero titan forced my hand really <laughs> yeah okay um but yeah attack on titan was kind of forced upon me because i knew yeah. the the scope of the twitter and their spoilers so i was like when the first and they episode, took five years <laughs> and they took five years no i would say <laughs> uh when the first episode of the final season started i was like I need to binge all of this. Otherwise I'm just going to get spoiled every week. Uh, okay. So I just, I literally binge read like the entire final season, like worth of content. Like it so was you caught like, up on AOT, right? Yes. With two okay. chapters left. We can left. discuss some of that then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I binged it in one night. I did not sleep. And I had like a doctor's appointment <laughs> the next morning. The The story was crazy. I was like, I'm not sleeping. So I might as well just <laughs> finish this <laughs> but, off. Yeah, but I would say anime-wise, uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. Uh, okay. And then it's Made a controversial Abyss. pick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> between those two, Made in Abyss and then the Rising of the Shield Hero, um, those have piqued my interest the most um, in terms of recent anime that I've seen. Yeah, I, I like Rising of the Shield Hero. Um, a lot of people 
thought the first couple of episodes kind of, you know, raised red flags on the internet. I didn't think it was that bad. I've yeah. seen a lot, a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and a lot of other stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I like Rising of a Shield Hero. I like Made in Abyss too. I'm hoping that it comes back. Hopefully. I just saw the movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Did you see the movie? I haven't seen the yeah. movie yet. Oh, yeah. I, I got to watch the movie. Yeah. 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 I got to watch the movie. I, I really did enjoy Made in, the, Made in Abyss. I like that journey aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And like this, I think the idea is just really unique. Yeah. The world um, definitely like grabbed me instantly. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, and then just, learning bits and pieces about the lore and stuff. Yeah, so um, I know this is if uh, and guys, I, I know if some of you haven't read the uh, the manga on AOT, uh, we are getting ready to talk uh-huh. a little bit about that. So maybe some light spoilers. Light spoilers. Um, if you don't want to hear that, you can skip. Um, maybe 10, 15 minutes. We won't be that long, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, or, or you probably listen to enough and you can just come back to next episode either way. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's your spoiler warning. Uh, so AOT. Um, Aaron. Where do you start? <laughs> Aaron became Hokage. <laughs> <laughs> he became the, he found one piece. He became the pirate king. End of story. <laughs> he's, he's done it all, right? He's done it all. Um, I've, so the thing, the thing that's that's getting me and I want to kind of throw this theory by you. OK. Right. And this is I haven't I don't know if anyone has said this. I haven't been like theory searching or anything like that. So if someone has already said this, I'm not like claiming the theory or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because Aaron can the, the attack Titan can like see the future and mm-hmm. affect the future in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. I feel like he's kind of planned all of this out in a way where it makes the the Eldians that lived on Paradise heroes. Um, okay. So th- th- this is like my just like headcanon right now, right? Uh-huh. Nothing's confirmed. We still got two more chapters. But <laughs> this is this is my headcanon for it is that he's kind of like big brain this whole situation. Oh, he's and been he's brain. only been. And he's and he's only been acting like this because this is the only way that he can think of to save them. It's like it's his sacrificial aspect that his character has always had. Mm-hmm. Um, so this like big change in character that's happened is only because it it's in line with his old character. Mm-hmm. Oh oh um I <laughs> I. So I will say to the defense of Aaron is that I am not surprised. I wouldn't necessarily call it a change in his character because Mm -hmm. it's kind of been constant since the beginning, like episode one, where he basically as a kid declared, I would like kill all the Titans. But in the more so sense, he would basically end the, I guess, the cycle of, I guess, what war itself (laughs) <laughs> the cycle of like bloodshed the cycle of loss um by just ending everything at once which right. that's the extremist version of like well if if it's going to continuously go on why don't we just end it all now by by my hand in the sense um, yeah so i'll kill everybody else except for those on paradise yeah and 
and and y'all can live happily ever after yeah um it's been fun that too it's been fun seeing anime only uh discuss and learn more about aaron's character as well as seeing gabby or be introduced to gabby now because i know Mm -hmm. a lot of people have drawn the comparisons gabby is just the female aaron which is and isn't true um i think so too from uh, a creator standpoint your gabby is your audience surrogate to the other side to the outside world um and just because you didn't spend three seasons with gabby uh shouldn't cloud your judgment from the i guess a human aspect of learning about loss or understanding mm-hmm. loss on both sides because basically right. the story is about no one is in the right whatsoever like you're not supposed to be rooting for pretty much anyone either at side this point. Yeah, yeah everyone it's... has their flaws and everyone <laughs> has their good points yep um everyone has done she... wrong <laughs> right right and that was kind of the parallels between um, and this is something that's in the anime now, but the, mm-hmm. the parallels between Aaron and um, the Attack Titan. I mean, not the Attack Titan, but the Armor Titan. Yeah, um, Reiner. Reiner. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> but yeah, uh, between Aaron and Reiner. And mm-hmm. the, even even Aaron was like saying, hey, we, we are the same because I'm yep. getting ready to fuck shit up here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm about to go off. <laughs> yeah, I'm finna tear this whole place down. So, yeah, and then um, I I thought that the uh, I thought that the Gabby scene was done well. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. everyone didn't want Sasha to die, but yeah, I I was dreading. Uh, okay, leading up to that week, I was dreading it to see how <laughs> the internet would react. I was like sickly, like, oh no, because uh, yeah, it was. I was already. It was pretty much the response I expected. Yeah, everyone yeah. hates Gabby. Um, yeah. everyone's sad about Sasha everyone's overreacting <laughs> now, I will admit uh, when I was reading the manga uh, I wasn't too like even after like three seasons I wasn't really too attached to Sasha like she was okay as a character yeah um, as like the comic relief I liked Connie more um, mm-hmm. but I, I do think like that the he dynamic. makes this I think that he makes her death really really uh, oh de- definitely like he makes her death more important than mm-hmm. what it actually was w- without without connie i don't mm-hmm. think her death would have been so impactful exactly um because he was that, the closest one to her yeah that notion was like they were basically like twins in a sense exactly and I, I think seeing his loss and getting to hear his side of how he feels after she passes away mm-hmm. it 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 gives it that that feeling especially this last episode um mm-hmm. it, they, where they uh, focus on Aaron laughing, yeah. Um, after she passed away, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, I still don't Just... understand that offhand. Oh, him, <laughs> him laughing. Yeah, I mean, I. Oh, from what I got out of it, um, which I've also seen like on Twitter, it's like basically it was the hysterical laugh, like, mm-hmm. like the these are the the actions, the consequences that led to Aaron led to this. Yes. It's because he knew it was going to be his fault if any of his people died. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's that's like that that's just, that's just how it is, I guess. From him, it's like a maniacal uh, laugh. Yeah, but he also put them in that specific position Suspicion. because mm-hmm. they would do everything in their power to save him. So it's like he's both the villain, but also the victim, which mm-hmm. not too much of a victim. <laughs> he's the reason why he's the victim. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. The product of his own circumstances in a sense. Exactly. Um, so yeah. when I was reading, it, I was like, oh, this is this is in my mind, I was like, okay, this is Aaron Aaron. This is yeah, this is not new Aaron. This is this is the Aaron that we actually see now. The true colors, Aaron. Um so yeah, uh Sasha's yeah, Sasha's death was very it was more impactful for me, I guess, in the anime than the manga, because I was just reading, binge reading. So <laughs> I was consuming a lot of information in one night. Um, mm-hmm. And I know the anime is going to get to this soon um, with Gabby learning and understanding how, like, what, like, Sasha's character and stuff. Um, yeah, because she meets which, her family, her father. Yeah, her father and then the, the girl yeah. uh, she saved um, yeah. from season three yeah. yeah season three um so yeah, that's gonna be uh good to see in the anime um i feel like she didn't change much even after that though i mean like i i i know she's work kind of working with them right now mm-hmm. and you know towards these towards the end goal but yeah. i don't know if her character has changed so much since the beginning i, I still feel like she's either in like in a denial state oh yeah definitely um that these people are not really much different than her family and i'd I'd like to get a good moment where and i don't know if we'll get it at least not in these last two chapters Mm -hmm. but i would have liked to get like a really good moment um i mean we got kind of sort of that um when she saved and they kind of like stick up for her and um mm-hmm. she 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 i don't know i think i think i just wanted it to be more prominent yeah more uh focused yeah yeah it, it was yeah. kind of like more like a side like yeah she she kind of gets it now but then after that she still like shot aaron in the head so it's like yeah okay. i think it's definitely gonna that- be i mean at the same time they are in the middle of the end of the world so like yeah that's a lot to process <laughs> and like layman on when like so many yeah. like moving pieces are happening, pieces are happening. So yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that there will be a point where Gabby does have like that moment, uh, hopefully. Um, but I think at the point she's just in the soldier mode that she was trained to be. So she's just yeah. doing her due dil- diligence right now of just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I've I've enjoyed. I think AOT. Um, these last, I think the ending is going to be really good. At least um, I've been enjoying this last um, arc, uh, mm-hmm. which I can't say that I enjoyed the last arc of Demon Slayer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, reading that week to week was a lot. And a lot. So in you, term- you did finish it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Demon Slayer? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was, I had caught up to Demon Slayer. I think when it was in the swordsmith village and then okay. no, no, no. It was right before the, um, they entered the, the final castle thing, the, the, the labyrinth castle thing. It was basically those chapters. Like I caught up and then like the final arc was just starting. I was like, okay. wait, what? <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the final arc is definitely the most controversial part of demon slayer by far. Um, I'm interested in seeing how they handle it in the anime since season two just got announced. Yeah. Um, I think that's only going to cover the red light district. 
Um, okay, yeah. So, so they did. So now I got I gotta watch the movie to me too to get the. I know I don't think it's available yet, but no, I, I do have to watch the movie just to you know keep up with the story. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to this to the ending arc because <laughs> I really yeah. did not enjoy it. I just I just did not enjoy it. It just didn't feel. I, I didn't really feel the stakes really mm-hmm. um, after a certain point, like once um, once they're like finished with the the other demons in the castle and they're just focused, um, you know, in the last remaining. And it's just like, I don't know, this doesn't feel right. And then like Tanjiro and then. Yeah, I would no. say Nezuko's character definitely took a nosedive the most. Yeah. Yep. Because basically she was just running it's... during the final arc. <laughs> yeah. The Nezuko That's pretty run. much it. <laughs> yep. Because she was gone from the arc for, for actually quite a while too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just then just the running. Which I understand it was yeah, uh, the moment for the, the Hashiras to uh, have their, their swan song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I understand that you want to focus on that aspect. Uh, it's just I wish Nezuko was able to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe uh, maybe she could have helped Tanjiro. Maybe he wouldn't have turned out like he did. Yeah. But... I mean, she does help in the end, but mm-hmm. that besides besides the fact, I don't know. I just didn't really enjoy. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was rushed or what was happening with it because i feel like demon slayer was really doing great at the time so i don't think they were like wanting um her to end it i think at the time um, well i don't know if the if this was ever confirmed but it was released that she was uh there was i guess family issues happening which uh, which happened which she basically had to move out of tokyo just to go visit her family and stuff so at the time i think that's why she just decided to wrap up the series then. Okay, then that makes she, sense. Yeah, I've never known if it was actually confirmed or true, but that's what I heard before. Is just, it was like due to family issues or something that happened. Gotcha. That I can understand then. I can mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Because she sent but, um, like, or uh, com- like issued out like different like one shots for like the fan books. So she like they're still making oh. content. Yeah, I did see um I did see one of the one shots came out with the um um Promise Neverland. Um yeah. at the ending. Um mm-hmm. they did like a one shot and also Demon Slayer did like a future yeah. one shot in the future. So I mean, just from what so you're are you watching the One Piece anime right now? I am. And you're caught up in the manga? And I'm caught up in the manga. So I think what Ufotabo could do is like take the, I guess the older approach of still expanding on certain scenes or extending scenes um, mm. or then fleshing out that final arc a lot better pacing wise. And then, you know, content wise. Um, gotcha. Kind of like they're doing for like the, this Odin flashback. Correct. Because um, mm-hmm. Toei has been killing it with the Wano arc so far. The animation has been some of the best animation I've seen in One Piece. Yeah, uh, like thus far. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's no like competition. There's none of, yeah, at all, at all. There's none of those like set scenes where the crowd is just like running. Or mm-hmm. I mean, we may get some of that 
here, here and there. On. Um, Definitely yeah, in the earlier but, like acts, there was some some rough stuff, but <laughs> yeah, and like Dress Rosa. Just, Do you remember uh, Dress Rosa? Like all uh, the running that was in Dress Rosa and all I the stopped, like still frames of like I, I stopped watching the anime at that point. It was it was Dress Rosa and Hulk at Island that could not get through the anime. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! I, yeah, I think a lot of people liked Whole Cake Island, and I didn't really care for Whole Cake Island that much. Me neither. I mean, I I enjoyed certain aspects of it, like learning mm-hmm. more about Big Mom and yeah, um, you know, a lot of the fight scenes. I don't think I really enjoyed the category Luffy fight. It was more like a training yeah. arc. I mean, it was pretty cool from the aspects of like what um, category had grown, like how much respect he had gotten. Yeah, for Luffy. Um, from Luffy and, and how much he respected Luffy just as an opponent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that aspect was really, really nice. I, I love yeah. that aspect of the story selling, but I don't know. I don't I don't I just didn't enjoy like the animated fight. <laughs> the anim- oh well I like the animated well the the I guess the finale of it. I didn't like the, yeah. the build up to it. The build up was okay. Yeah. Uh, but the last sequence uh, was pretty. Nice. The last sequence was pretty nice. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy the last sequence. I'm just like the the fight as a whole. I don't. I yeah. Just like the aspect of like Luffy running for like ten minutes. Yeah, it was very. And I know weird. he has to get his like hockey back and yeah. stuff, but he's like running through the mirror world and like I don't know. <laughs> that the, it it was a pacing Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but. I will admit that I I wasn't a huge fan of Sanji's, I guess, extended backstory. Oh, gotcha. Because we'd already been introduced to Zef, and that was enough for me for for Sanji's entire Sanji. character. Yeah, it was like there there really wasn't a need to actually like go into his family because like mm-hmm. it's different with like Zoro because Wano's been built up so much that like Zoro's entire lineage is i guess kind of detrimental not to Mm -hmm. him per se but to the world aspect um so like with sanji's like like family and and uh experimentations and stuff it's like eh, i could i could do without it (laughs) i i I think what happened is is like oda was like i haven't really done anything with sanji in this new world and yeah. he needs some focus. I think I, I think that's and it might have been from like an editor or something like that. Who who knows who specifically? Knows? But I, I think that's kind of what happened because he hadn't had a real fight um like in this in a new world. And yeah. I don't think he still hasn't really had a real fight. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. the, the only thing he really did in Whole Cake was I mean he fought Luffy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. He made a cake. He had his Usopp uh, moment. Yeah, and and he and he made a cake, and so he made a cake. Hopefully, and they are hoping that he gets a really really good fight in in Wano, and I I, I think he will. It's just so many opponents right now that yeah, it's, it's almost impossible for him not to get his real fight. Uh, yeah. they they got a lot of people talking about the aspect of how he doesn't hit women and how that can be like detrimental to the crew. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty detrimental. Uh, right? <laughs> so they're they're wondering if like Sanji may change his morals, which I highly doubt. No, uh, it'll but, never change. Yeah, uh, uh, but there are, is some speculation 
Um, I think everyone is thinking that Robin is going to fight Black Maria. Um, Black Maria. Uh, so I think that's kind of where everyone's head is at. Which finally, especially I've been with waiting the for last Robin chapter, to get some justice since since uh, what Alabasta. She's a pretty <laughs> capable fighter. She's a ca- oh, I know she fighter, is. And Oda just hasn't just... like given her like a real fight. <laughs> no. And I don't and... know if that's, I don't know if that was maybe like just the, like the old aspect of like how he was portraying the story, and it just kind of has stuck so far. But mm-hmm. I, I would like was... to see Robin get a good fight. She was introduced as an assassin. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she's got like I understand where Nami like doesn't get too many fights, but Robin should at least be more present. But even Nami got a really good. I mean, what what was the last really good Nami fight though? I guess Alabasta maybe. Khalifa was that? Oh, and it's not in this lobby. Yeah, yeah, in his lobby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would have been the last really good fight for for Nami. Yep. And she's but kind of repeating then, the she same. Had, she Ulti. really had a fight, pretty much. Um, pretty much each arc. For the most part, yeah. Uh, maybe not in um, Thriller Bark. I don't, I don't think she really had much in Thriller Bark. Oh yeah, no, um, I, don't, I don't even recall. But yeah, yeah I, I don't remember her getting much in Thriller Bark. Yeah, but but uh. yeah, but for the most part, <laughs> she's had she's had her moments, and I think pretty mm-hmm. much everyone has had kind of some of those moments. But we haven't really gotten one with with Robin really. Yeah, like her 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 moments have always been like the world building aspect of it, Poneglyphs, yeah. and those those have always been like her her really big moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be nice to see see her get a uh, a good fight if she's gonna fight Black Maria. So she's kind of like calling her out now. Exactly, she she's asking yeah. for it. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man, yeah. I I'm I'm glad we had this like little like uh, kind of fanboy moment over some <laughs> some series and over some things like that um i don't yeah. want the uh, this episode to kind of be too long me and you could probably sit here and talk about stories for another two three hours uh oh, yeah. <laughs> but we will definitely definitely have you back anytime you just want to come back and talk about some stories let just let oh. me know yeah we'll definitely um i want to thank all the listeners um and i want you guys to just keep an ear out um, I'll be letting you know uh, updates on Die Heavy Die. Um, are you gonna do any uh, like extra sales for the printing or anything like that? Uh, actually, pre-orders are open right now. Um, okay. Uh, currently, website. Yes, uh, radcomics. Dot uh, dot com. Okay. Or you can just I go to diehebydie dot com. You can. Okay, and I will get those. those links from you. We'll leave them in the um the uh, description center mm-hmm. of the actual episode. And so you guys can always check that descriptive area and um, hit the link um, pre-order die, heavy die going to be a really great series. I can tell you firsthand. I know maybe a little bit more about the series than some other people. Uh, and so, yeah, really, really great story and check it out. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you.